Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that will not be mentioning Grady Dick's outfit. It's first things first. Today, wow. Wemby goes number one. But one person here thinks he's not a lock for rookie of the year. And it's not me and my unwavering belief in Chet. Meanwhile, <laughs> CP3 from Warriors foe to Warriors teammate. Can he and will he thrive in Golden State? If he even suits up. And finally, Ooh. Josh Allen calls Aaron Rodgers. The most gifted thrower of the football. That was a nice throw. Of all time? Ever. Ever. Okay, I wanted to get it right. Alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, are you upset that one other quarterback in the NFL was complimented? <laughs> yes, no! Absolutely. Uh, that's yes. not it. I would like that's, some highlights from totally this it. decade if we're going to be throwing flowers. <laughs> ah, here's one against the Chiefs. Yeah, okay, we can discuss it later. It's <laughs> we start with... The number one pick. Who went? Who was it? It was Wemby. You, oh. you need to prep better. <laughs> Spurs tanked and won 22 games and now have their franchise cornerstone. Here's Greg Popovich. Because of all the hype, they'll have a target on his back. So more than O's and X's to begin with, we'll be most interested in setting a framework uh, in an environment where he's comfortable, where he can be Victor. Uh, he's not LeBron or Tim or Kobe or anybody else, he's Victor. And that's who we want him to be. Brew, what are the expectations for Wemby year one? Well, I, I love what Pop said, and he's obviously right. You know, he's not LeBron, he's not Duncan, but, but he's getting treated like that. Because what he said is we're building the entire franchise around Victor. And, of course, culturally, yes, you want him to feel comfortable. But X and O-wise, too. Like, Pop, one of the things that makes him such a great coach is he's not a one-trick pony. Mm. He's, he doesn't have his offense and, hey, Victor's going to have to fit into this like a Mike D'Antoni. Sure. He's going to adjust the playing style around Wimbayama's strengths. So you've got that. You don't have another big-time score. I mean, I know last year, Keldon Johnson, 22. Uh, it's just because team. right. teams going to get to 100. Score. Right, so, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's he's going to be the number one option and they'll probably I don't know what type of veterans they'll bring in, but I bet they bring in smart ones that know let's get Wimbayama to reach his full potential. So honestly, I'm expecting good things this year. I know he's got to work on his three point shot, but he is a solid mid range shooter. He's got a post game. He's got good footwork in the post. He can run the floor. I'm expecting 20 
points, 20, 20 plus, plus points. Correct. Eight to nine rebounds a game. Eight I, I know, but I'm just saying eight, I, that might be a little low. We'll see. But I'm saying eight to nine rebounds, two to three blocks. Which is huge in the yeah. NBA. So I expect so, him to have a great individual season, not necessarily make the playoffs because I don't know what veterans will be there, and he's rookie of the year. Okay, so I don't think he's going to be rookie of the year, but that's more about the number of games I think he will or won't play and what I think Scoot's going to do in Portland. And we can talk about why I think Scoot's going to win rookie of the year when we get to, you know, because we're going to talk about other guys in the draft in a bit. Brew and I, it's very odd because Brew – it, going into this today's show has been about as high on Wimby as anybody. And you guys have said that I am a skeptic, which I'm not. I'm just trying to set fair expectations. But you our got skeptic st- tendencies. Our, our stat predictions were almost identical. So I said I think he will average 19 and 8. And I think a fair goal would be lead the league in blocks. I think he could lead the league in blocks as a rookie. Where I am... So, uh, with those, if he hits those numbers... I don't think... I guess the only reason you think he won't be rookie of the year is because he doesn't play 65 games, which well, is very possible. In yeah, and, and because I think I think Scoot could be more points, far more assists, and, and not eight rebounds a game, but close on the rebounds. I think Scoot really? could be 20 points... Five rebounds, six assists as a rookie. And so, but l- let me stay on him for a moment. Mm-hmm. I His offensive game is a long ways away. And that's why I want people to pump the brakes a bit on what he's going to be immediately. Now, if, if the long-term projection's a whole nother thing. But the three-point, I know we keep show, we kept showing highlights of a one-footed three and a step-back three. The fact of the matter is this. In his career in Europe, he was under 30%. This year, he shot five a game on a shorter three-point line by a touch mm-hmm. and was 27% from three. He also averaged in this league in Europe more turnovers than assists. So I think th- this seven foot five guy who now is going to be playing far and away the toughest competition of his career, is going to deal with some offensive struggles. I think his defense will translate immediately because of his length and ability what? to get to I, I don't. Okay, I don't see the – look, I'm not saying he's going to come in and light the league on fire and average 28 points a game, but he, at his size, with his jump shot, not that it's great, but it's – Good. It's better than Scoot's. That's Scoot is a bad shooter. Correct. Twenty-seven. You you just said twenty-seven percent from three. That's what Scoot shot. Yes. In the G League. Right. But All hold right. on. Can we talk about that for a second? So that's kind of my exact point. The knock on Scoot is he's not a good shooter. Wimby is looked at as this seven foot five guy that has an amazing shot. Because they you have shot. different standards for a six two guard and a seven five player. Right, but as far as what they're going to do in four months when the season starts, mm-hmm. do you th- like I feel like America expects Wimby to come in as an above average three point shooter. Well, and how, oh no. Go well, ahead. Well here's the Yeah. I lined him up against Shaq. Oh okay. and this okay, go ahead. I mean, go ahead. Dominating physical presence. Yeah. Except skinny. But he should be able to dominate guys and shoot over guys. Just a little uh, bit different. Okay. Jack will go through you and he will right. go over you. Yeah. So this, these are exact numbers. So I'm like, why can't this be his expectation? These are my expectations. 23, 14, 
three and shoot over 50%. Yeah, I. Okay. You think he that Shaq is was a more refined prospect? I think I yes. Yes, of course. I watched Shaq in the NCAA tournament have 10 blocks in a game. I watched Shaq immediately come into the league and be stronger than everyone and as agile as just about anybody. Wimby, to me, is an idea offensively that we have seen flashes of. No, I think you're way underestimating. And you're saying he's going to average – how's he going to average 19 points a game if he's got no offense? No, hold on. I didn't say he has no – see, this is – Well, you called him an idea. No, I I said – well, the I, yes, I think the idea of him becoming this dominant, the, 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 him being this dominant force is an idea. Shaq, there was a proof of concept to it. And so I, I don't think he's going to be bad off. I just said I think he'll average 19 points as a rookie. But the, the expectation and the standard of that he is going to change the league, that he is going to potentially, in short order, be one of the ten best players in the league, but and that's, in shorter order. No, it, that's not his rookie year. His if by if by year three he's supposed to be an MVP candidate, which by the way, well, that, LeBron, that, I mean, hold on, players have be. done that. Right, LeBron was, Jordan was, Shaq was. I think those expectations are too high, and I also think that. We have seen these expectations, the guys with expectations not nearly this high, number one picks recently, mm-hmm. the expectations have really saddled them and burdened them. We have seen it repeatedly over the last few years. And so I'm just You seem to treat Wimby like he's just a, you know, a really project. great uh, yeah. uh, college player. This dude is special. I Okay, but you—I mean, I expectations. He's got—he's lived with those for a lot of a lot of years now. If he's scoring 19 points, mm-hmm. is he leading the Spurs in scoring, or are they averaging 70 points a game? What do you? The no. Well, if you're saying he, I expect him to average 19 points, that's an interesting question. Like someone on the Spurs is going to have to. Yeah, score I don't know 22. that he. Yeah, I don't know that he leads the Spurs in scoring. Oh my gosh, I. The, Again, he's got. I mean, then what have we been you, doing? You, I think you're in. What? In what a, you, I guess in your mind's eye, what was LeBron's averages his rookie year? What were he the, averaged twenty one? He averaged twenty point nine. Right. So he averaged right. And I don't know if that if he what was or the, I'm not to be like super nerdy about no, it. But LeBron what, what didn't face the then? competition that this guy's already. Faced. No, but but okay. So then let's talk Luca. Luca, who won MVP of a league As far better. Well, better. His in the championship round, this guy faced a team with several ex NBA players. I know, and, so and, and like on his team anybody. was a guy who went seventh in the draft. But that's the the it, we that's all know the league Luca was in was the best league in Europe. We all we all know that. Luca this came was in not doing work. Yes, and he averaged twenty a game. He averaged twenty a game. That's what Do I'm you saying. Think, but this I, guy is a better prospect than Luca was. Not on the offensive side. I disagree. He's a better prospect. I I I, I flatly disagree. And so I, he I can think handle Luka the basketball. All, he I, can shoot it. Hold, uh, get, okay. He can get to the free throw line. He can post up. Okay, the he's got he can shoot it in the thing post. He is, runs the floor. That's the idea. That's the part that I'm saying is an idea. The, a guy who has a great-looking shot mm-hmm. that, in the, that in the last two years that we've seen him play, I, the, and again, I know he's incredibly young, shot 27% and 28% from three is not typically a guy we say he can shoot. Here's, a guy who averages more turnovers than assists is not a guy we typically say. He's not going to be the say, point guard. And what you're missing is he's not going to be rely, relying solely on his jump shot. 
because of his size, yes. he's not going to have to I, – I agree, he's got to improve his jumper, but he's not going to rely solely on the jump shot because of the other things he can do. So, yeah. so he'll be at the if score. Powell scored 20, I don't know how he's scoring 18. Okay. Well, that, that, uh, that, that's what – like, Magic doesn't have, don't have a ton of offense. Paolo came in as a rookie. Pretty good. Stronger, I You're guess. You're going to say the body. Strong. That's, yes, that's of course I'm going to say the body. The body of course I'm going it, to I, say the, you guys are acting They had like, the same views of Kevin Durant. He couldn't bench press 100. I watched Kevin pounds. Durant score they 30 thought, a night at Texas. I watched it. I watched Kevin Durant at Texas be like, oh, Texas, my God. That wasn't the competition the, this guy faced. It's okay, just a fact. Okay. Well, I the, the again, I'm not sure that I totally agree with you. Man, our that, college that, game, even th- back then. 15 years ago, the Big 12 with Michael Beasley and Kevin Durant. Michael those guys, Beasley? My, he was a great college player. How did he do in the pros? I, I get it. But let's not, let's not spend the time there. Right, I, the, I watched Kevin Durant, and to me it was like, oh. This guy is a guaranteed bucket in the NBA. Everybody understood that. I guess there was concerns about him getting hurt, His like there right. is with him. But I, the, I think Wimby. I, I, this is the point I'm trying to make. I came out here and said, as a rookie, I think he'll win the blocks title. He'll average damn near a 20 and 10. I have him 1.2 rebounds off a of 20 and 10. And the expectations are so high, you guys are like, that's crazy. No, you don't cr- think we're he's saying that good. you're not saying he's going to be the best rookie. What? Yeah, I don't think he'll have the best rookie year. Now, if he year. doesn't play 65 games, I don't fine, think he'll but, have the best okay. rookie year. All right, so here's the Blazers' plan. We'll turn our attention over there. Uh, we're going to try to build towards a future with number three pick Scoot Henderson. We're going to contend for championships with an aging superstar who's grown impatient <laughs> after 11 years. Those don't work. Here's Blazers' GM. Are you kind of telling us that the chances of either Dame or Scoot being traded now are zero? Well, initially, there's no such thing as zero, probably, but I would say that my goal is to keep both of them. Um, I already said that, you know, I, I would love to see Dame retire a Trailblazer. I have zero desire to trade him. Um, I really hope this works out here. I mean, just what? I'm done with all this. What, Wild? the show. Why? What do you Don't leave the show. I hope, I, I hope you know, no, I hope I it works you. out. I, I, hope, I, I, what I, do you want to happen? They need. This is a mess. The, the question you were supposed to ask me. Chances are, <laughs> chances. But, but because this is a turn for it. The yeah. chances of Dame being there at the beginning of the season, like any well, any chance of yeah. him. Honestly, as bad as it would be, yeah, there's a chance because clearly Cronin doesn't want to trade Dame and put what's best for the organization ahead of Dame. And Dame, I got to be honest, I don't think even after last night, Damian Lillard wants to be traded. I don't think he wants to be traded. Period. And I don't think anything's going to change that. Now, he may accept being traded, but do I think he – I might be wrong. But do I think he's going to come out and ask them or demand a trade? (laughs) I don't think so. What what happened last night that we all didn't expect to happen? We all thought it would happen. Dame, as you said the other day, isn't stupid. Dame knew they're not close to a championship. And
and nothing that was going to happen last night was going to make them well, close to talk, a championship. So I, I tend to agree with you. In fact, well, not I tend to. I do agree with you. However, I would argue for Dame's future in Portland, last night was actually the worst thing that could have happened. Because I one, agree, one thing but I just don't think they want to – who's going to make the move? Right. One I thing, agree with one you. One thing that could have happened is they trade the pick for a veteran. Yeah. Right, they trade the number three pick for Paul George. Then no one would be talking about them trading Dame stay, today. Right. He's there. But the other thing the that could have happened is Michael Jordan could have picked the right player at number two. He, of course, didn't. Even though Brandon Miller, God love him, he tried to get Jordan to pass on him. He did his level best. No, he showed to Jordan, Jordan some heart. Okay, sure. He, that's I mean, what really, it was. Okay, that's, if I'm talking trash to you, if I'm Michael Jordan, I want to see what you made. Are you going to uh, crumble? Okay, oh, that's the goal. Uh, Are you going to show some heart? Uh, he showed some heart. Uh, you probably would have done that if Paul George had talked trash to him because that's his goat. But it's either here or there. So now all of a sudden Portland has a 6-2 guard is who they took at number two. Mm-hmm. Or number three, pardon me. I, however, am not going to take that quote we just heard at face value because I heard this five days ago from the new GM of the Golden State Warriors. Can we play it, please? It's Mike Dunleavy Jr. We love having those guys here. Jordan, especially with his contract extension, uh, we plan to have him here for four more years at least him there for literally less than four more days after he said that. So sometimes guys say things they don't totally necessarily mean. Okay. The Blazers smart, can't right. the Blazers on. can't run this team out there next year. They have to trade Dame. At this point, and this is where you and I are in total agreement, it shouldn't be it should be about what Dame wants in regards to where he lands. Well not completely. Not well. entirely. Right. I, I gotta make and the best I heard, move for by my the franchise. way, Brew I hear all your media. I, I don't necessarily always hear all three hours of you the You hear my couple, media, repackage it into your own no, that's, and it No, that in, is not true at all. But I heard you on Collins' show today okay. say, you know, and I know some people are throwing out Miami trades. There's nothing Miami can give them. Bro, I, can we show it to you again, please? I gave you a good trade yesterday. Oh, put it up. This here. is yeah. Put it up there. That's a good trade. Really? Jaime Jaime Jr. Now do, why do I need Tyler Hero? I got Shaden Sharp on the come. Everybody's forgetting about Anthony Simons, who's like twenty and six yeah. at, at, with the Blazers. Uh huh. When he when he he doesn't average six assists, but he their future backcourt is Scoot Henderson and Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp on the wing. I don't need Tyler Okay, Hero. but the, what other trade is there? Because the Philly I, has no picks. Philly has no picks they can trade. It's not just about picks. Right, but Tyrese Maxey is Do they is need not, more young players? Tyrese Maxey is not such a guaranteed player that you, you're going to trade. He can give me 20 points. But you're not going to oh. trade Damian Lillard for Tyrese Maxey and not get picks back, I don't think. I'm also and getting so, a tie, Tobias Harris, who, whether you look at him as a veteran or as you look at him as an expiring contract. When you're, the, and how about Boston with Jalen Brown? I don't think Boston's doing that. I would agree. But if you're Portland, would you? You'd yes, uh-huh. I, I, I said that yesterday. I'm not going to be forced to make a trade with Miami just because Dame told me to. Well, it's like I, does Miami have the best stuff to offer? Well, but what if the team that has the best stuff to offer is non-viable in, 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 when it comes to Dame? So if Philly, he wants to I go to Brooklyn. I, I, if he wants to go to Brooklyn and they have a better offer, because it seems like he might want to go to Brooklyn. No, what I'm saying is, what if the team, I'm trying to think of a good example of it, but what if all of a sudden I wouldn't the Houston Rockets said, yeah, you know what, we, we don't want to be in the Jalen Green business anymore, and they give you the best package. Would they do that today? Mm-mm. 
That, that, I, so wouldn't, my, I wouldn't look to support. send him to a bad right. team. But I'm saying there are contenders who I think can offer me more, as I mentioned, Philly and Boston, than Miami can. I don't – go ahead. But outside, if, there's, if it, Philly and Boston trades don't exist – and Chris Haynes at? flatly said, and Chris seems to be pretty close with Dame, that Dame has no interest in going to Boston. Yeah. He flatly, Laughed Chris Haynes off. told well, Dame Patrick. Well, if they offer me Jalen no. Brown, you're just sending him. He won't get used to Boston. Uh, no, I feel like he's earned That's what I'm an saying. But I do, no trade clause. I also have to do what's best for my franchise. I can't. Tra- I gave you 11 years here. I'm I've sending you through- to a contender. I don't want to go there. It's too cold. Well, don't live there in the off season. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, come on, this is a business. The, I understand, but then, Brew, don't you agree? What does that Miami trade do for them? I mean, Maybe. okay, let's say they do that. It what does that the do picks. for them? It gets them Tyler Hero, who is six man. How of the good year, are they? Who, well, they're rebuilding. They're not. They don't want to be good. They're not trying to win right now. Well, I'm not talking about championships. You, all, Tyler you have Hero a guy who in repetitive. five years is going to be He's the repetitive. answer to Jokic, Jovic. I've got three that. perimeter scores already yeah. in Sharp, uh, Scoot, and, and Simons. Now I'm bringing in Tyler Hero. Somebody, okay, he can, doesn't play you defense. You can repackage Tyler. Tyler Hero has value in this league. Do you agree with yes. me on that? So you can repackage him and send him somewhere. The Mac, Listen, I had been saying Damon Philly for a while, so I also like I like the Maxi part of it, and you know how much I like Maxi. They truly, though, they have no picks they can trade. And so I think they can trade their 20-29 first, and that's it. And so that's, to me, a, a stumbling block for them. They're right. full of young players. I, picks shouldn't j- be the only consideration. But Hornets take Brandon Miller with the number two pick. He's a 6'9 forward who loves Paul George and is expected to fit better alongside LaMelo. Will Charlotte regret this pick? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, I, and it's not a shot on Brandon Miller. But, uh, well, I mean... It's not. I just think Scoot's going to be a far, far better player. And I also think that sometimes something is not everything, but it's not nothing. And they showed the draft party, and you know who was disappointed? Come on. At this, Bur- is, I, this is where you get your is, takes. This no, show, show no, me, please. I, this is not a bad take. This is even fluid in your look, mindset. Look. I'm, the, the Hornet is sad. The Hornet's been This is a serious the, sports show. Really? Oh, really? I'm, supposed to, I'm supposed to. Oh, my gosh. The mascot no. doesn't like the pick. Hold on a second. <laughs> I feel like that's an unfair comment that you know is not. I said going into yesterday. Have I said all along <laughs> that Scoot should go number two? Yes. Have I said yesterday that I thought that Jordan was going to out of because the betting odds had changed, you know, almost make the right decision out of spite about Brandon Miller. So I am not, I am not saying, oh, I feel this way because the fuzzy hornet guy feels it's that just way. another I just another piece of evidence. In the it's gun. on okay, the okay. board of things that are not great about this pick. No, that it even ain't. your it, mascot it is even disappointed. Be in there. Even your mascot's disappointed. I think Who everyone in the world do you think Scoot Henderson's he, going to be? Here's what I think. I think that they didn't draft him because they're like, oh, we have LaMelo. And I think the Hornets have been making bad decision after bad decision like that for 20 years. Like, oh, we have this player here, so let take the best player. Okay. I think Scoot was the best player. Look, I, I think they made the right pick. LaMelo really? Ball is better than Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson can't shoot the three. He's, okay. a, he, he's not like a true point guard in terms of dishing out assists. High motor. He, he's a 6'2 guy. 
I don't want to say volume shooter, but he shot 42% from the floor. He doesn't didn't get to the free throw line in the G League. Didn't impact winning in the G League. I'm not saying he's not going to be anything. I'm just saying we talk about School Henderson like he's about to lead a team to a championship. No, he's not. I'm talking not about him like he's better year, than Brandon not Miller. Not ever. I'm talking about like he's better than Brandon no, Miller and he's better than he's Lamelo not, Ball. No, he's not. Lamelo Ball was 23 points, eight assists, six rebounds last year. Shoots the three better. Passes the ball better than Scoot. And now I got a. I look, Brandon Miller, I know I've given him a lot of flack for thinking Paul George is better than Paul George even thinks he is. <laughs> but he plays like Paul George. This dude handles the rock. He can shoot it. He's got a nice jump shot. He's got moxie. Talk back to Jordan. I like that attitude. He, th- Brandon Miller is a good player. He was a point guard in high school. Would, like, would Portland trade Scoot for LaMelo? Maybe that can be Dame's running mate then. If, 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 that'd be a good trade, right? Drake, Drake. I would not trade LaMelo for Scoop. Okay. I think that's LaMelo Ball is nice, dude. Okay. Like, okay. What, right. what, I, I disagree. What Other than injuries, what's been the problem with LaMelo? I, we, I, I, He's a better court vision than Scoop. He's more of a true point, but yet shoots it better. Impact, taller. Impacting winning. Impacting winning. Well, he, he was hurt last year. He's okay. in his, he just played three seasons. All right, I will Scoot take – Scoot, don't listen, come in this and impact me. This is a – He didn't even do that this in the G is a, Okay, I'm not going to hold G the G League, League record, Ignite against him. I'm just saying, game. you talk – Is I'm he saying, ever going to lead it? He's 6'2". Okay, and can't what I'm saying jumper. is – Hold on. Somebody, Dustin. Dustin. Mark it on our calendar. Dustin. Five yeah. years from Brandon now. Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson. Five. Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, LaMelo Ball. I'll take Scoot as the top of that pyramid and in five years. And here's the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying Scoop might not be better than Brandon Miller, but, but I'm saying I'm saying it'll be close enough that the fit matters. Yes, yeah. well, because Scoop's not about okay. to take over the lead. I understand, and Lamelo Ball won't be on the Hornets for another four years. So I with it. So why I, not? Because they're going to get new ownership that's going to actually try to build a winner. That's why. Wow. CP3 on the Lamelo. Warriors. Next time. I FS1. guess 23, eight and six isn't what it used to. be. Not on that. No, it's not. It's not, bro. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Turning our attention to Chris Paul and the Warriors, which is just kind of confusing to all of us. He was asked about his role with the team, and here's what he said. What is your reaction to being traded to Golden State today? Um, I'm excited. <laughs> I got that question, I don't know how many times already, so I'm, I'm really excited. You uh, spoke with Steph, it sounds like, already, and how did that go? It was, it was good, yeah. What do you think your uh, role will be on that team? Uh, to help us win games. <laughs> okay. Just to Chris's defense, I, since he was asked that question several times, I went back to try to find it, and he sat down with Lindsey Zarniak, and his full quote was, I was excited to get a chance to play for a franchise like that with the players they have. It's crazy how life comes full circle. And he said it with more enthusiasm. It's an odd time for him to be on a book tour. If people don't know, he's right. on a book yeah. tour right when he got traded the first time and the second time. So he's doing a lot of kind of he's pre-scheduled interview stuff. Yeah. That but is that didn't true. seem like... The most enthusiastic yeah. response. So I wanted to clarify. Okay, I, I don't think it's a basketball fit for the Warriors. We we talked about that yesterday, and I thought Nick brought up a great point that now a lot of people have talked about is financially. It was get off the Jordan Poole deal. We got a one year deal for for Chris Paul, so that's fine. But the only basketball advantage I think this gives them is if like that's they were bad when Steph was out of the game this year. Mm-hmm. Horrible, actually. So now if Chris Paul's running the second unit, you would think that they'll be pretty good. They'll be able to maintain leads and things like that when Chris is running the second unit. I don't like – it doesn't make sense to me for Golden State. He plays slow. They want to play fast. But I don't even like it for Chris because I think he's still – even at 38, is a starting caliber point yeah. guard on a really good team. Yeah. And so now he's – I think he's going to be coming off the bench if they okay, keep him. So like, you, you keep saying – so. How's he going to start with, well, so with let's, those guys? Well, so let's talk about both these things. Mm-hmm. How good is Chris Paul? Well, let's uh, not historically, but right, right. now. In 2021 – but okay. Nick, you can't go. No, back. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go each year. I'm just going to show the trajectory, and we can see where we think he landed. 2021, he was fifth in MVP voting. Some smart people thought he was league MVP. He even got a couple first place One. votes. They, no, he got a couple first place votes, sir. And two. I'm not even okay. a voter. A couple is I'm two. not a voter. A couple is two. They made the finals. 2022, he got MVP votes again. No first place. He was all NBA. That's the year before this one. Last year, he was the second best player on a decent team, and then became the third best player on a team that was the Vegas favorite briefly to win the championship. Yep. That's you know, so that's his last three years, and now we are saying five in assists. Yeah, oh yeah, that's the other thing. And the year before last, he led the league in assists. Now we're saying he's coming off the bench. So I had, I really, I know Wilds. You're usually, you know, have Josh grinding the all ten and doing a lot of work. I had Josh the bench players all twenty, the whole thing. (laughs) I had Josh. He spent like forty five minutes building this for us, but it's Chris Paul's career. Starts and off the bench. Oh, good. That's good, Josh. So you watched it's all zero. those games. Well, I watched them all. Yeah, it is <laughs> wow. 100x speed. Uh, I even went back and checked college. Wake Forest, one game he came off the bench. I think it's because he had punched someone in the groin. I'm, I don't know. I didn't oh, yeah. check. I'm just guessing. Yeah, no, he was suspended for a half, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, for the Julius Hodge thing. Yeah. And in how, high school, I'm going to guess it's zero. How's he so, starting? 
But how's he What's not? the starting lineup? So here's so this is why it's weird. I agree with you, Brew, that the fit, it's like, wait, huh? But if he's not starting, do you think he's finishing? No. I mean, sometimes. So, so that's sometimes. Weird. That's weird. Depends on the game. There's, I got one other thing for you, and yeah. I know you love trivia. He's a top, he's the 40th highest paid guy in the league, okay? One guy who makes more than him doesn't start. You know who it is? It's Ben Simmons. So, guys that make. But, it, Nick, give me the lineup. I agree with you, but that's why. And not only the lineup, the style of play. He's a pick and roll guy. They've run the least amount of pick and rolls in the league with mm-hmm. Steve Kerr as the head Yes, coach. I. I know it sounds like we're disagreeing. We're, we, we actually agree on all of this. What I'm saying is that's why it's weird, right? Okay. Yeah. That's so. why it is. I do think in a vacuum, it's like, okay, Jordan Poole, who I was a very strong critic of, felt was not playable in the playoffs. You're replacing him with one of the best true point guards ever, even you know at an old age, still knows how to run a team. In that regard, for this season, it clearly makes you better. Mm-hmm. But then in the regard of how are the personalities going to fit, is Chris Paul going to be okay this with being a bench player and not a finishing player for the first time in his basketball life? He's got to understand he's 38. Why did Jordan Poole get moved? The same team won the finals. Jordan Poole got punched in the face. The vibes were off. Trust was off. The chemistry was off. So Jordan Poole had to go. Here's the clip. We didn't mention this yesterday, and it, it bothered me, so I brought it back today. This is the exchange from March. Steph Curry hits this layup on Chris Paul. And remember, he was walking back, and he said, it's not 2014 anymore. And then Chris Paul was asked about it. Take a listen. No, I don't know about that 2014. I ain't trying to be funny. I promise I don't know. Y'all got to ask him. I don't know what happened in 2014. So, Brew, they've been rivals for a long time, and even though Chris Paul has put it on the back burner, it is still on the front burner for Steph to the point that he mentions it in the game. So do you expect now the team that had issues with their chemistry and vibe and trust all of a sudden to be like, hey, your arch enemy, I know, you know, figuratively, is now going to be on the bench and backing you up? Do you think they are both able to thrive in that environment? The only way it would be a problem is if Chris really, like, I, I'm coming off the bench. It's like, I'm not little, accepting this. Outside bit. of that, which I don't think Chris would do. I think he'd be professional. I don't see it being a problem. We've <laughs> met a world peace and Kobe went nose to nose, almost got in a fight. Kobe, they get him on the Lakers, you know, Yeah, but test, that's different than that. They were Matt never. Barnes, yeah, but, but they're no, not the guy. They, right. Those Steph, guys were there's never, no competition. As great as Chris Paul is, he ain't Steph. No, He's but, in a whole lesser right, category no, than Steph Curry. Agreed. That's the problem. A, agree, hold on. But he is if in. If I'm Steph, group. I'm not. No, no, no. But he is no in the category of one of the greatest players of all time. Which meta world he's and uh, that's far. fine, but it's you understand the difference. You you get what Wilds is saying. That it is It was an issue with Durant. The, the when Durant showed up there was vibe problems when you have great players there. With the Warriors? Yes. Well he left the team. Well, that was what, the second, third the, year the, when Draymond went at him. I know. Well, but that was th- other, three years okay. in. Initially it was fine. I was saying that team thrives when everyone is coalesced perfectly. And when there's friction, they can't get through it. So I mean look, they don't need Chris Paul. I mean, that's the fact. So that's, so that's the Maybe other thing I don't that know I wanted, what the that's rules are regarding the trade, but we'll go, go ahead. No, go. The, 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 that's the other thing I'm going to take in a different direction. The, but before that, Wilds also had a really smart 
point, I thought, on Twitter that I didn't know if you wanted on television, but it's on well, Twitter, so it's the public. It's, it's in the I, well, public I do now. sphere. I do. I Post see your favorite week. welcome to the Warriors CP3 social media message from a current Warriors player or Warriors legend below. Cue spare piano spooky music. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like unsolved mysteries. Like, doom, doom. Oh, okay, got it. You're a rabble route. <laughs> and wow. so... Uh, look at that brew. If you would go to it, he would get to 20,000 views. Mm. It'd be a peak. Uh, And so he's 19.9. Look at it now. Doesn't it seem odd there hasn't been a... Wow! Oh! We got Chris Paul. I'll say this. The Warriors have been one of the most intelligent teams in basketball history. Let's just keep it real. They know. We don't know more about basketball than they do. They know. How's this fit? Well, right. And the other thing is, even if I thought Jordan Poole needed to be moved, it did feel like the Warriors, one of their big issues, I agree with you that when Steph went to the bench, the team didn't work, Mm. but was size. And it's like, well, I mean, John Collins has been on the trade market for five years. Miles Turner's been on the trade market for two years. Like, wouldn't those, if you're going to use the asset of moving on from Jordan Poole, I agree. wouldn't those have made a little more sense? So I don't know. It is, it is, and I do think they got better in the in the moment, but it is a very odd fit because, to your point on the tweet, there seemed to be more excitement when they signed Boogie Cousins a few years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, oh, they got, and so it's a weird thing it's to odd. me. Whole thing is odd. I don't know. It is. Coming up next, should the Mavs run it back with Kyrie? Does anyone say yes? Nick does. Nick loves the Mavs. He He thought they'd win the championship. Oh, my. Baseball is back, and so is Slipping Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. NBA champion Dallas Mavericks. What, Josh? Oh, that's embarrassing. They didn't win the NBA championship. They tanked. They yes, won the same like number of playoff smart, games. Smart, they, smart, for smart, the record, smart they won the same number the of playoff games as Bruce, Bruce champion pick the Brooklyn Nets. At least my team got to the playoffs. And got swept. But they got there. Just go ahead. They were in the tournament. 
They got Duke center Derek Lively at 12. Bertans is gone, yeah. but Kyrie still might be a Maverick. Here's Mark Cuban. We want to sign him, and hopefully he wants to come back. I'm not going to handicap anymore. I learned my lesson last year. It's not Kyrie or Bust, but we want to keep him. Yeah. Nick, is this a good idea for your world champs? Okay. It's, it, I'm sorry. I picked the wrong team last year. My deepest of apologies. <laughs> they didn't uh, even make the play in. The, they, I, we all know. They, they I'm gave, just saying. We all know. Up. We it's all right, know. Like Bruce Basically Super like Bowl picked the Packers, missed the playoffs. Like all, we all have had embarrassing picks. Wilds, Frisky <laughs> Pelicans. We oh Adam really? The Cardinals the, underrated. The, okay, so there we go. Yeah, year. let's get him. Okay. There you go. Um, they boxed themselves in. <laughs> Dustin. They they have. Okay, go. I the Mavs have boxed okay. like they can't let him walk. There's what? What are they going to do? What are the plans let him walk and throw the money at. James Harden, no thanks, and he's that's not even the place in Texas you want to go to. Let him the whole this whole oh the Lakers could get him with a, a De, listen. You guys know I'm not the biggest Kyrie Irving fan, but a D'Angelo Russell sign-in trade is a disaster for the Mavs. Right, and so that so they have no choice. And I do I, like I'm the things them. they did yesterday. By the yes, way, they, they moved that. down two spots, mm-hmm. and that let them get off Bertans' money create a trade exception, which then allowed them to use that trade exception to bring in Rashawn Holmes and get the 25th pick out of it. So, I know everyone hated them tanking, but that tanking allowed them to get two first-round picks, essentially, and add Rashawn Holmes and get off to Office Bertans. Um, but, yeah, it's all going to come down to if Luka has a monster season and finds a way to either make it fit with Kyrie or they move Kyrie during the year. But they can't lose him for nothing. Oh, They've got no choice. I'm with you, and I love what Cuban said. It's not Kyrie or bust, but we want him back. Yeah. That's sober, right? Because all this talk about a four-year deal, a three-year max deal. You know what? I, what leverage does Kyrie have? And I get all the talk about you got to give him a contract where he's going to be happy. He might not be happy no matter what. So I'm, I'm, if I'm them, I'm like two-year deal, max, team option for the second year. Like, give me a proven well, that's deal. that's a one-year deal. Right. But one-year guarantee. Because here, first of all, again, Kyrie has no leverage. And I get it. You don't want to make him mad. But one year, like, I'm not certain about, obviously, Kyrie off the court. But on the court, it might not be a fit. So if I sign him to a one-year max deal, I'm giving you max money for a year, and we have a team option for the second year. Kyrie has to go out and play well, not only individually, but we have to win. You might not be a fit with Luka. So then maybe we have to move on. But where's what leverage does Kyrie have? Where's he going? I'm just not taking a one-year deal. I don't think. Well, and so I don't what's way. he going to do? Brew, I don't think they're going to offer him a one-year deal. I, I, two years – is I just don't want to – because I don't know if he fits. What if he comes in, you give him three years, and you still play horribly with him? And then you Now you're him. stuck with – But no, but then you who? trade him. On a max deal? The, I, think, I think Kyrie, if he the, – the, the concern for the Mavs, I think, would not be if you give him the extension and the team's not good. I think if that happens, he's tradable. The concern for the Mavs is you give him a max deal and he has another incident. And it has another off-the-court something that happens to where that, to me, is what would make him untradeable or make it kill you on that. I would, again, 
you you guys you you guys are correct in excoriating me for not only picking the Mavs for the year, but what do they call me, Wilds? Mr. Consistency. Not abandoning it. Not yeah. abandoning them when this trade happened as I should have. But okay. what I said when it happened was this was going to be the first domino of Luca leaving Dallas. I still believe that. But there is no there is no off ramp at this point. Would I rather do I wish because I love Luca that you could wave a magic wand and trade Kyrie for Bam? Yeah, I do. I think that's a great fit in Dallas. And I think uh, if Miami was slightly worse, it was worse run. They might be like, well, we do need scoring, and you know what I mean. Like that's but the they salaries seek, work. Why don't they seek sign and trades? Yeah, but when they get but, out there and seek sign I, and trades, I'm all for that. I'm 100% for that. I just don't – I think there is a very limited Kyrie marketplace. That's my point. I, right. And so – I just can't – I think they boxed themselves in, man. Okay. And so – 5 and 11 with Luka and Kyrie together. I understand. Yeah. But, but, now, but that was pre-skinny Luka. Large adult right. Slovenian Undefeated. son has gotten in quite a good well, he, shape. He, he, oh, he's I running think up he those is stairs. coming with a vengeance. Oh, yeah. I think this year individually he's coming with a vengeance. He didn't play a bunch of international basketball. Tired him out a little bit. Yeah. And no playoff basketball. Oh, yeah. What's Not even regular said. season. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Bills have extended head coach Sean McDermott and GM Brandon Bean through 2027. Brew, last time we talked about Sean McDermott, he said, Stefan... Diggs missing practice was a big deal, and then the following day he said, no, not a big deal at all. I actually excused him. What are you guys here? Why are you asking any questions? <laughs> Do you like this? No. And I'm not – look, I, I like Sean McDermott. He's done a very good job in Buffalo. But he already was extended through 2025. Like, he had two years left on his – or three left on his deal. And I actually think – I'm not going to say he should be on the hot seat at all. But if they underachieve, Nick, this year – then I would be like, do we need to go in a different direction? I think teams take on the personality of their coach, and I think they have shown a tendency to be soft. Hold on, hold on. Like if they get in – last year they struggled with Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins in the playoffs, and they got ransacked by the Bengals, who are obviously a good team. But still, you should have been able to play with them, especially in the snow. Of course. So I'm just – I just love what – Brew was very clear there. I'm, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat. I am saying if they underachieve, they should fire him. No, no, that's the hot I seat. I was saying if they underachieve, it's got to be a conversation. The, that's the hot seat. That's, that's the hot seat. No, but he doesn't start the year on the hot seat. No, but, but if it goes south, okay. if he then starts the seat 0-2. starts warming up. No, not 0-2, but okay. I fully like, – if they don't win the, I, the division – the, or they finished third in the division? Well, third. So I yeah. think the, the, the rub is this, because I think Sean McDermott's a good coach. The rub is, in today's NFL, if you have a star quarterback, mm-hmm. which a lot of people think they do. Not you? Um, I said a lot of people. You don't think, I, you you don't know, think he's a star? A lot of people. I, I could be in that group. I might not be. You're Who not. Knows? Just say it uh, in the chest. The point that I'm trying to make before these interruptions was, 
if you have a star quarterback, does it ever make sense to have a defensive-minded head coach? Because how much of your team's success is going to rise and fall with your offensive coordinator? And then if you have massive success, you then lose that offensive coordinator yeah. and have to do that again. So now I understand, you know, that Tomlin is a defensive head coach, but they don't have a star quarterback anymore, yeah. right? Tom and Brady I, did okay. Th- yes, but that was <laughs> that yeah. to me is a very unique situation because they have the greatest coach of all time, right? Sure. And the and Brady at some point kind of became the offensive coordinator. So I think mm-hmm. using Brady or you know Jordan or LeBron is like well it worked for those types of guys. Is so I just think the Bills are in a weird spot because I think and by the way the Chargers as I well. Think you agree with me. the Chargers have a defensive head coach with a star quarterback and mm-hmm. so I just think I think it's a rough spot. Me. I like that. That's well, an interesting that take. Was a roundabout. Of course way they're yeah, all interesting takes. Well, you guys you're out here making jokes. Bruce bringing up predictions from 2012. I'm. <laughs> We're with interesting takes. <laughs> Mac Jones had a defensive coordinator. <laughs> uh, Bills open up the season with their star quarterback against the New York Jets. Here's Josh Allen on facing Aaron Rodgers. I've been such a fan of him, you know, as a little kid, you know, having Aaron Rodgers jerseys and trying to emulate what he does on the football field. And, you know, he's he's such a special player. I think he's the most gifted thrower of the football of all time. And um, to now be going against him twice a year and, um, you know, it's going to be battle. <laughs> All right, shout out to Kevin Clark, who's great. Um, and taking and he guys got right in between. Also, I, yeah, in I, don't, between I don't know why Josh Allen's still wearing shoulder pads. <laughs> but I'm not sure this was ever true. I'm not sure it was ever true. I'm not sure that Peyton? Marino and Peyton, I think, okay. maybe either one of them. But I know now it's not true. You can't if they, you can't call someone. The tallest person ever to live because at one point they were, but if now there's an eight foot nine guy walking around, (laughs) you can't. He's not. Patrick Mahomes exists in the world, so this is now on its face false. So, yeah, yeah, I have a problem with it. Mahomes throws a prettier ball than Aaron Rodgers? I think Mahomes is the most gifted passer ever. Yes. I don't think there's a single thing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers can do that Mahomes can't. As the first guy on record to say he could be the GOAT, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I must uh, address this. Yes, Nick is right. Okay. Mahomes is.